okay, now this is gonna hurt Teddy. You think I don't know that? I'm just trying to brace you, Tanvir asserted. He had put on a comforting act for Teddy, but found it wearing. I know. Teddy apologized, unable to properly say the words, I'm sorry. They sat inside a living room modeled after a 1960s sitcom. The walls were unfinished with wood panels surrounding the room. Inside was a small TV, two couches, and a cream-colored carpet on the floor. They sat on the same yellow couch with various vaguely medical tools to clean up the wound and grab the bullet. And from those, Tanvir had picked up the tweezers and wiped them down. His hand shook slightly as he pinched the pair between his fingers. He was always a little squeamish around blood, but the mere thought of reaching inside the wound made his stomach turn. But every time he was about to back out, he looked over at Teddy. He had been quiet since the attic and never looked him in the eye. Instead, his brow stayed furrowed and his eyes were on the floor or at the bullet wound. So before he went in, he gave a final sigh to steady his nerves. Teddy tensed as the tweezers went in and began to dig. He muttered profanities under his breath, trying to avoid embarrassment. Tanvir, meanwhile, tried to put his mind as far away from what he was doing as possible. He was admittedly scared of it making a gross, gory noise like in the movies, but it stayed quiet like them. And eventually, the metal tapped the surface of the lodged bullet. I got it! I got it! He repeated. Teddy winced. Just take it out! Nodding, Tanvir struggled to get a grip on it with the small tweezers. The finicking and struggling only made Teddy gasp and curse at the opposing man. Tanvir! Christ! I know, I know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry! If you were sorry, you'd just grab it! Teddy leaned away from the tweezers, grabbing his shoulder. The miner's scraping and prodding only worsened the bleeding. Just let me do it! Teddy, no. At least I'm using my dominant hand. I know you're left-handed. Fine! He forced himself to accept, throwing up his hands, the left one not nearly as high as the other. Tanvir furrowed his eyebrows and tried to focus on the wound. The tweezers went back in and found the bullet. After about a minute of trying to grab onto it, Tanvir got a grip and pulled it out. And in the process, Teddy let out a pain groan. Ugh! He dropped the tweezers and shrapnel on the couch, it thudding between them. Blood drops seeped into the mustard yellow seat and began to stain. They paused for a moment to breathe and stare at the bullet, silver stained with a slight residue of red. Then Tanvir reached for a white shirt found in the bedroom and tore off a strip. All right, relax, relax. Tanvir tried to comfort him. Teddy relaxed his arm to let Tanvir wrap a torn up cloth around his shoulder and arm. It's still bleeding, but we're fine for now. We can always grab another shirt to replace the rag. His voice was exasperated and drained, and his inflection was nearly gone in his tone. Tanvir didn't look at Teddy. His eyes stayed on his injured shoulder. With the issue of Teddy's arm gone, his mind was able to think again, and his train of thought went right back to what happened in the attic, and how all they had left was a dirty bullet their friend fired. Tanvir didn't know if Teddy was thinking of him either. He didn't know if Teddy was handling himself better than he was, or, well, at all. Hell, maybe he was actually able to say his name. But on the opposing side of the couch, Teddy's head was only on the stairway to heaven. It couldn't help but replay what happened. The shot and the rush of fire that filled his arm, the way his ears stung when Tanvir screamed, the liquidy rumble in the house. Teddy could feel it in his stomach. He couldn't have explained it, even if he tried. It didn't move like anything else he had seen. Too gelatinous, too mammal to be coordinated to any animal he'd ever seen. It was like an anthropomized glass of water. Tanvir spoke first. What do we do? It was meant as a question, but sounded more like a statement. I don't know. All we can do is look for an exit. We've been doing that for hours, maybe even days. I mean, how do we know time is moving the same in here? All we can do is hope, really. <sighs> Crazy to hear you of all people talking about hope. Tanvir tried the joke, but Teddy didn't reciprocate. Yeah, well, things change in drastic times. He shrugged and let himself reach for his lighter and cigarettes. Tanvir noticed, but didn't point it out, assuming his point applied to his smoking policy, too. So, he watched him light a cigarette and take a drag off of it. 
Teddy caught the look and the silence grew between them, one tense as they knew what needed to be said. Are you thinking about him too? Again, said like a statement by Teddy. Of course I am. I'm just hoping it got thrown into another part of the house. I mean, maybe, yeah. To that, Tanvir raised his eyebrows and glanced at Teddy. If the two were being honest, they'd say he was a dead man, purely by the look of the way it devoured him and the chilling snap of the creature. But neither had the courage to say that to the other. So together, they created a white lie they share. It took Teddy three pulls to finish it off, and after a moment of hesitation, where he reminded himself where he was, he snuffed it out on the couch cushion. And where it was once a rich mustard yellow, there was a black ashy mark. Ted, don't do that. You're going to make the house mad. Come on, let me have this. I get it, but do you really want to taunt it like that? Teddy shook his head slightly, but couldn't be bothered to tease him for his paranoia. Okay. I'm sorry, I just don't want to make things worse. Look, I get it. The ginger stood up and looked down at Tanbir, making eye contact with him. It's fine. Accepting the calm moment between them was over, Tanbir got up with him and followed. Are we moving again? No, I'm just going to the bathroom. Well, if it's what I think the bathroom is. I gotta go with you then. <laughs> yeah, no. Teddy shook his head with a rare smirk. Tanvir, meanwhile, stayed behind him and stood his ground. It's a bathroom. I'll be fine. Fine, then I'll go with you to the room. If it's a bathroom, I'll stand outside, but I'm not letting you out of arm's reach, Ted. A genuine concern started to creep into his tone, pushing aside the exasperation. Teddy sighed and nodded, agreeing to the compromise. Into the kitchen and down the hall was a set of five doors. One was obviously a closet door, another looked like it went to the basement, and two were bedrooms. Which left the final door on the right. Teddy opened it, and it revealed a 1960s-themed bathroom. With off-white walls and teal tiles everywhere, it jumped at Teddy. The bathtub and counter were the same teal, making everything blend together. Well, just be a minute, he said. The door closed, clicked, and locked, leaving Tanvir alone in the hallway. He stood there tense, with arms crossed. Tapping his foot, his mind wandered, or at least tried. It was quiet until the toilet flushed and the sink started. Tanvir tuned back in, his anxiety starting to relax. Until Teddy let out a confused yelp and a thud was heard against the wall. What? Tanvir muttered to himself. He knocked on the door. He knocked on the door and called, "Teddy." Teddy. Tanvir's brow tensed, his eyes focused on the door. He knocked and said Teddy's name again, but nothing happened. There was the same noise of struggling as Tanvir's heart started to race. He called out one last time what was caught off suddenly by a loud Something had been thrown against the door and a scream came out. Not a fear, though. Anger. Teddy? Tanvir yelled, frightened. He reached for the doorknob and twisted, but it didn't budge as wrestling started in the bathroom. Tanvir! What's happening? Open the door! Can't! Wham! Another thud and yell came. Tanvir's desperation grew as he scrambled for a plan. And without second thought, in an ironic impulse, he kicked the door straight where the lock was located. And with another throw, the door came undone. Swinging open, the sledge slapped out and onto the floor, with sticky tendrils pulling Teddy within. Tanvir screamed as Teddy tried to get away and fight it. His head was bleeding and there was growing bruises on him, from where the creature latched on. Remembering the kitchen right next to them, he bolted past Teddy and the monster into the light. He grabbed the large knife and ran back. He didn't know his plan, just the goal as he lunged. Teddy at this point was submerged by the waist and fighting them off tooth and nail. And as he went for the oil, he tried to slice as many of the tendrils, trying to force Teddy under. He hit six and cut Teddy slightly, but it was enough to make it screech and recoil. Out of the sides leaked a much thinner version of the oil that comprised it, and it left a slight stain as it bled onto Teddy's shirt. Teddy lunged out of the monster's grasp and onto the floor, trying to reach towards Tanvir. Help! He simply cried. And while it wasn't cool like in the movies he watched, 
It was the most genuine vocalization he could have choked out. And almost immediately, Tanvir dropped the knife to pull Teddy out. But, to his horror, he saw what happened to Teddy while in there, albeit briefly. He caught a glimpse of his legs, now missing pants. His bare legs had been punctured several times and filled with tendrils. They rooted up his knees and thighs, presumably trying to make its way to the vital organs. He gasped and momentarily let his grip go. And easily, Teddy was taken back by the sledge, the tendrils still in his legs, trying to snatch him back. Teddy! He screamed, lunging for him, but he was quickly dragged in, and soon, it was just a growing mass sitting before Tanvir. It quivered near, and the second he regained control over his body, he ran. Tanvir ran down the hallway, through the kitchen, over the living room, and backtracked, but the mass continued after him. He could hear distant gurgling of it mounting over furniture and items, and barreling out of a random home office. He was thrown back into a hallway with three doors. Trying them, they were all locked but a simple closet. Tanvir dipped inside and looked desperately for a place to hide, and when he glanced at the string above him, he found a crawl space, in which he jumped up into and tucked inside of it. Feeling his heartbeat out of his chest, he could hear the house shift and churn trying to find him. He tried to catch his breath while also keeping it silent, and finally he could hear the bubbles and gurgling of the oil spill pass through the hallway and slip underneath one of the doors. Tanvir took a proper breath and stared into the cramped darkness, and as the house began to settle and his heart slowed down, he began to cry. Thank you so much for listening to House Call. My name is Sprite, and if you'd like more art and updates, you can follow me at MKG Sprite Stingin on Instagram and Twitter.